let the rich lesbians have their Christmas movie in peace for crying out loud. Let me fill you in really quickly. A history-making Christmas film came out this year on Hulu, and it was the first holiday movie rom-com backed by a major studio that featured a gay couple, a lesbian couple. You would think that the woke police are rejoicing. They're not. The woke police are pissed. Can't please them. Can't ever please the woke police. Let me tell you, there were influencers going off on this movie, woke outlets like BuzzFeed and Bustle, picking apart this, like literally pulling a Santa, making a list and checking it five times. And I'm not exaggerating. And I think my favorite part of all of this though, is that the movie was made by a gay woman about her own story and the woke police is patrolling and they are not having it. Now, tonight, I have a special guest and she is here to discuss. She is here for the third time, the reigning champion on Cancel Me Baby. This is Sade Spent, my lover, fellow entertainment journalist. My favorite title, The Black Babe. Oh yeah, The Black Babe, how could I forget? Well, let's start with that, okay? Because Sade, if you guys are listening and you're not watching, she is in fact a black babe. So Sade, you are part of a marginalized community, being a black woman. So by default, aren't you supposed to be behind and cheerleading for every woke cause that ever happened? Um, no, but people love to assume that. I think it's such a problem because everyone will try to lump every marginalized group together. And it's like, we don't necessarily all see everything the exact same way. But when it comes down to, I don't know, basic human rights, I think that one everyone should see across the board. But um, that's why we even have terms like BIPOC now, where people are like, no, 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 we need to start picking out. We can't call everybody people of color when black and indigenous people have a unique experience. So like, that's just a small example of like, we need to start separating things and being like, people are individuals and we need to stop this like crazy, you have to think how everybody else thinks. With that said though, because reading some of these reviews and the way that the woke police was picking this apart, I almost feel like you need a dictionary for all of the terms. I'm like, I don't even know what all of these things mean. Toxicity of this and hetero something of that. And I'm like, oh my God, like what? And let me say this, you guys, Sade and I are not gay women. I will say though, I would like really not regret a wild night with Kristen Stewart. I have met her and I'm going to get into that later. Like, I don't care if you're poly, straight, whatever you are, like you want to have sex with her. Otherwise, block me. Here's what the movie is about, okay? For those of you guys, like these two girls are deranged. What are they going off on? It is the happiest season on Hulu. The movie centers Kristen Stewart and Mackenzie Davis, who play a lesbian couple. And Mackenzie's character brings Kristen's home for the holidays. She's in this like rich family. The dad is trying to be mayor and they don't know that she's gay. So it's like this really funny, awkward thing of Kristen Stewart, like pretending to be straight as her orphan roommate kind of thing. So that's what we're dealing with. If you're like, what the age? I enjoyed the movie straight up and has anybody seen a holiday film really that has heavy hitters number one because every holiday film usually consists of just heterosexual couples right the holiday everything that's on hallmark everything on lifetime that's why it was like 
history in the making. So I would think that people would, would be excited about it, but you can't please everyone. You can't please everyone. And the woke police has gone so far. Let me just read you guys a list that got Sade and I were like rolling on the floor. Okay. We need to talk about the no. one that like made so me crazy. I'm going to break down in this episode, like the three umbrellas that the woke police were going after in this movie, which is relationships, race, and the rich. Okay. But let me just like give you a little virtual simulation of how insane some of these critiques were that the woke police somehow came up with. Okay. So this is like from this girl who is an influencer. I think she's bisexual. And here is how this is like some of the reasons that she listed off. Okay. Predominantly white cast, a privileged uh, family, a lesbian forced back into the closet, severe gaslighting, LGBTQ bullying, divorce shaming, emotionally abusive parents, homophobic parents. And then a good thing that she noted was height difference representation. So there it is. That's my favorite. Height difference representation. Put it right up there with, you know, black representation, women representation, disabled representation, like height difference. What about freckles? Snaggletooth representation. Like I'm feeling really hurt What about, really what hurt about right dimples now. representation? I don't know. So, okay, to get into the first category, right, relationships, one issue that the woke police had with this movie, I felt like it was like a male hating thing because they hated any which way it represented a heterosexual relationship or the patriarchy. So Dan Levy is in it. He's like Kristen Stewart's gay best friend. And there's a line because Kristen Stewart is like kind of the traditional. She wants to ask her girlfriend's dad's permission to propose to her. Sorry, there are spoilers. Get over it. And Dan Levy has a line where he's like, way to stick it to the patriarchy, right? And the woke police had issue with that because they were like, well, this movie is conforming to the patriarchy in that way because she wants to do that traditional sort of thing they're like you know because you're gonna follow what a man wants to what a man would do when a man doesn't own a woman the flip side for people who just you know respect that sort of institution of marriage right not everybody has to respect that or want to follow that but like Kristen says right after yeah well I want to like share my life with her and I want to like something to that effect right like I want to share my life with her and I want to like do it in that traditional sense so I feel like there's nothing wrong if you traditionally want to like have a guy propose to you. And also that doesn't mean that that's tied directly to patriarchy. Today, couples are both progressive. Like even in a heterosexual relationship, you can have, you can be with someone who's progressive. And it's like, yeah, I don't own you. This is a symbol of my love and like the life we're going to share together. That's like another way of looking at it. It doesn't mean that, you know, he's dragging me for the rest of my life by this 14 karat platinum (laughs) watching it I was even in my head was like this is a little whoa because he even says exactly what Shade just says he makes a line like oh you want to go to that old school thing where like you own someone else blah 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 kind of like taking a dig at marriage so that in and of itself I thought was woke and still like they're not happy but I thought the same thing I was like you know what I'm a pretty you know I'm a badass bitch no one tells me what to do no man but but I would like it if my guy goes to my dad and asks for permission. I think that's sweet. I think it's sweet. I think it's, you know, nice and respectful. Not everybody has to do it that way. But like, I don't see that as as necessarily meaning like, oh, I have to go to her old owner, you know, the person she's enslaved to now and ask for permission to now enslave her to me. That is not what marriage is. But I get that they threw that in there 
to kind of go with the theme. And I feel like the way Dan Levy did it, it was meant to give you like a, a bit of a giggle and a laugh because he was the comedic relief the whole time. He's also a superstar. I've met him a couple times. And if I have one critique about the movie, it's that we need more Dan. A Dan spinoff, a Dan series, Dan socks, Dan merch. Let's go. What was his name in that? John, I think it was John, yeah. right? So John and Jane are the true MVPs of that movie. Okay, the sister no, exactly. Jane. Well, an MVP that the Wokers thought was um, Aubrey Plaza's character who they wanted Kristen Stewart to end up with. That's another reason I was just going to get into because the Mackenzie Davis character, you know, people think that she is toxic because she forces Kristen Stewart to lie about being gay and all these things. And people called it gaslighting, whatever. Isn't that a real thing that people go through, like coming out of the closet and, or like, Maybe there are there are multiple holidays where they went through and they couldn't fully feel like they could be themselves. So if that wasn't in the film, what 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 did you want the film to be about? That's Especially what... considering that it's someone else's actual story. You can't dictate someone's actual story and have a problem with it. Have yourself a merry little cocktail because you just hit the nail on the head. When I was reading the complaints like in BuzzFeed and Bustle, they were written by gay women, but that's exactly what they were saying is like they weren't happy seeing somebody be pushed back in the closet. But I feel like that's just, that's exactly what Clea says. Like it's all about acceptance and that's real life. I know people always joke, like, I wish I were a lesbian. It would be easier because guys suck. And after watching this movie and even before, I know it's like the joke, but I'm like, that would be really hard. That would be really, really hard. Oh, yeah. 100%. I can't imagine. I just wonder with this sort of critique that's coming from these major outlets, I'm like, am I missing something? Because I am a straight woman. Did I miss something since I'm not part of the community that it's not making sense? Because I mean, I don't want to encroach on like, their territory per se but like watching it I'm like and knowing that this is someone's story the director's story I don't understand how there's something to critique in that sense because then what is the story supposed to be about I can already hear a gay woman such as the bustle writer or the buzzfeed writer being like don't tell us how to feel about this movie which we are not by any means like we're saying and I've heard so many people being like I fully enjoy it we don't expect it to be an Oscar contender let it just be what it is but exactly it's like if it's someone else's story and Kristen Stewart has said that too that it's representative of her coming out story which that shit is hard so it's like exactly it's like yeah. I don't know what, what what do you guys what, what what do you want yeah exactly and I think you know you get to some degree where it's like well this is something that's revolutionary as well so it's like what else what more would you want and if you can't get it maybe you should make it yourself so that's what Clea Duvall who wrote and directed this movie said yeah. she was like and Kristen Stewart like I said was like I was totally on board because this represented my story as well Clea was like I've never seen on a, a mainstream stage a nice. gay couple in a holiday movie nonetheless one about this what I went through like another woke complaint was that the her parents were homophobic because at the end she finally comes out and has this whole revelation and is like I'm gay take it or leave it this is my partner and at first the parents are like kind of shocked and upset they're also these like waspy uptight you know yeah. whatever kind of people like overachiever yeah. people and I'm like I feel like that totally is what would happen. It doesn't make you homophobic. See, I, I feel like we get into the weird territory, like what I, what we see a lot on like Twitter, right? Where somebody says something and everyone will, I feel like jumps to react instead of understanding the intention and we'll go ahead and be like, oh, well that was 
racist or that was homophobic. I usually try to like dial back and be like, what was the actual intention? Because yes, this is something that's happening to, you know, coming out of a situation involving a gay person. So we're going to jump to homophobic or it's involving a black person. So we're jumping racist. Like, but it was the intention to be racist or was it how they handled a situation? The mom literally says to the dad, like our daughter got her heart broken. She doesn't make a big deal that she's gay. I don't understand how that's homophobic because she goes right back out to her daughters and is like, your dad's just going to take a second. I felt like the dad was more or less shocked because He just had his party ripped to shreds. He also is realizing at the same time, like, oh, my campaign is over. And I don't really think it's just from that moment because his entire family just literally fought in front of everybody. I didn't see anything that made me think that he was being homophobic. But if I missed it, I missed it. And I stand corrected if anybody from the LGBTQ plus community wants to tell me. I'm well, just gonna put that out there before they cancel me. Can you, sh- <laughs> can you, can we see it though? Before they cancel me, baby. There it is. I feel like people aren't gonna even wanna touch these subjects because you're right. As soon as they do, it's you're racist, you're homophobic, you're transphobic. Let's be clear. That means that you despise every single person of a certain group, phobic fear of. So why are we just like throwing these words around? The woke police said that they were homophobic parents. And I actually was like, literally in the movie, they come around the next day and I'll take like Christmas greeting cards together the next day. And she's in like the family photo. So I feel like it's a little bit of a reach and it's like, girl, is your arm hurting from reaching so far? It's because sore. like, No, people were pissed that Kristen Stewart stays with Mackenzie Davis after she treated her shitty, which she did, but that's all relationships. That's not like specifically for a gay relationship. And Clea Duvall in all of her interviews made it so clear. I just find it ironic because she's like, this whole movie is about like acceptance and forgiveness. And it's like the audience who's critiquing it aren't doing that very thing. Clea Duvall said, she's like, I've been in relationships like that. And she's like, it's unrealistic after things you go through to just be like, okay, peace. Obviously she cared about her girlfriend so much to actually go through with this whole, you know, secret identity sort of thing. So true for, for her just to be like, no, I'm going to go with this girl I just met. It doesn't actually make sense. It literally wouldn't make sense in the plot. I feel like if that happened, more people would have actually ringed it for that. Exactly. And I know that the people, if they were ever to listen to this, who wrote those critiques, like in Bustle, like in BuzzFeed, like in Elle, they'd be reeling right now. Speaking of Bustle, Sade, I think it's time. Should I read them that quote about the straight bar? Yes. Yes. Okay. So you guys, there's a scene in the movie where Kristen Stewart is already being treated like shit. Mm. The girlfriend tells her to come meet her and her friends out at a bar, which this bustle article specifically called a straight bar. Like I didn't even know that was a thing, but okay. So this is what this writer says about this scene. Cause there's a guy who buys them around a shot. Okay. Brace yourselves, hold on to your stockings, hold on to your panties, even you, Mrs. Claus. It's like those places where a man who you want to light on fire, force nice, lovely, forces you to take a shot for no reason other than to oppress you. So if you guys didn't know, the woke police is reaching so high up into the stratosphere that now a bar is merely a place where you light men on fire and they just want to suppress you there. 
Like, I'm like, no, the, those free drinks, are, those free drinks are for us to have some fun. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm coming from a straight perspective, but I feel like that is uh, such an exaggeration. And maybe, you know, it's a, it's a fun, you know, way to get some clicks on the article. I get it. But like, and you wanted to write something kind of like spicy, but honestly, it feels like such a reach to be like, yeah, man forces you to take drinks. She takes it. He didn't really force her. And he was like, obviously when you're in a group setting, let's be for real, doesn't matter who you love, right? In this situation. But usually when everybody goes to a bar and everybody starts like passing around drinks or buying shots, usually you're like, come on. Yeah, everybody, let's take the shot together. Uh, my understanding from that scene is he was trying to, he was trying to have a lovely time and entertain the group of girls in front of him, right? So he buys everybody shots, which most guys do because they're literally freaking out at being, at being surrounded by so many women that the easiest thing they can do is to open a conversation is to like, let's get a drink, right? Sade, can we just appreciate someone at the bar buying you a shot, period. I don't care if it's a palm tree. I don't care if it's this chair. I don't care if it's a unanimous object. I don't care if it's a he, she, they, them. If you buy me a shot, bitch, I'm grateful. Um, Taylor, the last time we went out together, a table of guys sent us shots. Yo, you guys, the funny thing about this, remember it was social distancing and they sent us one from all the way across the bar. Sade, we were so, so oppressed by those guys that night. I mean, we really I were. Was so, it was so terrible, you guys. Do I feel oppressed because these guys all the way over there sent me drinks and waved and then went back to their food? Like, no. In one of the interviews with Clea, I saw that they read her the fury over like the male straight bar thing. And Clea even like, she was a little shady at her. And she was like, I just think that person has maybe issues with like their own forgiveness or acceptance issues, maybe towards men. I was like, yes, Clea, don't let them rain on your parade, on your gay parade. No, that's exactly it. Oh my gosh. But do you guys see what I mean? The first umbrella theme of the critiques. Why do we have to hate men or anything that has to deal with a man? Cut them a fucking break. You know, I need one to impregnate me one day. I'm like, they're not all trash. They're not all trash. I mean, most men are trash, but like when I say that, like if you get upset and you're triggered, like that's your problem. We are in a time though where more and more men are like, just they're just trying to purely understand. So like yes. cut them a break to that degree because if we're literally just going to get to the point where we're canceling everybody or, you know, jumping to the conclusion that they're sexually, I don't want to say sexually harassing, but like oppressing you because that's what they use. They use the term oppressing where I don't know, really saying, Hey, take a shot is oppressive. But like, if we're going to just jump to those conclusions for everything, like we're not going to get anywhere as a society, as a society. Are we canceled? Because I feel like I defend straight guys a lot, but let me tell you, they need help. They are struggling. Like they could probably pass us more drinks at the bar now. You know, I'm talking, obviously it's a straight woman. So is Sade, but like they need help. They need help. And they just need some guidance. Uh, that's what I was saying. Like, you know, this guy is trying to entertain this woman, right? And her friends. The easiest thing for him to do to also technically impress the other friends is look generous and gracious. I don't want to go to a bar and have to buy my own drinks. Let me be for real. I'm actually not, I'm not even going to lean over to my purse. Shade, my purse does not exist, especially in a pandemic. It's evaporated. Some men get confused by this, but I'm also like, if you don't know that we're never doing Dutch, then like... You can, you can cancel me. Can we take like a Kristen Stewart appreciation moment? Because I feel like she is so under, uh, what is the word? Her comedic timing is genius. And she's so funny in this. I wanted to 
say that so much that honestly, I just forgot that she was that brilliant. She was like perfect to me in this film. Like, oh, just even the expressions were so good. We've both met her in real life. And I just want to say, I could use a good cock tail minus the tail okay there's where i'm at but i'm saying i would have a good ass time with kristen stewart i was on the set for charlie's angels and it was in berlin we were sitting there right across from her and she just has this really don't give a fuck attitude where it's like again it's that kind of like androgynous thing that i like in guys i don't know it's like but she's kind of awkward too and just kind of has a like what's up like that sort of like vibe and she's super i don't think people realize this because people think she's like a twilighty whatever but she is so fucking talented like in between takes yeah. we watched i don't know if you guys saw charlie's angels the new one but it oh, was yeah. the scene with like the um the fight scene in the very end we were watching them shoot it and she'll like get oh, she up to the camera and she's like let's yeah. try it this way let's try it that way like let's do this and she's so committed like she is so fucking talented so Kristen Stewart I'm down to bone and Shada you met her oh my gosh yes I met her and she is it's funny because I think everybody just has these preconceived notions based off of that time because it was such a crazy fandom time but like you meet her and she's so chill so yeah. cool I was covering cafe society Woody Allen I know that's a whole thing on the side I we're like not talking about that but like you know it was darling it was darling right so like at the after party somehow I end up walking in the same time as her and so I was like you know what? this will be cool I'm just gonna say like what what's up because it's funny she was wearing a dress earlier and then she comes in she's wearing like all black with like a beanie on she's got like you know, her like second look for that. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, she looks so sick. So I'm just, so we're like walking next to, next to each other. And I'm like, hey, Kristen. She's like, hey. And I was like, hey, let's take like a video. And she's like, yeah. So we're like, what's up? And she's like, hey. And, and she flips off the camera and like sticks her tongue out. And she's like, just so dope. It's kind of that like Ruby Rose vibe. Yes. It's, and you know what? I'm There's something the very like, charming about these individuals too right and I feel like it's not in the traditional sense because you usually think of like women who are like mm, kind of like cute or whatever but they've got this like vibe no I love it's it very hot. I love it and Clea who wrote and directed this movie I actually covered another movie which is way underrated it's called The Intervention go do yourself a favor but not the one well, not the woke police because I don't need another sweet movie torn the fuck up but I interviewed Clea for it and she was with Colby Smolders and Vincent Piazza, who is this stud ass muffin. He's the guy from Boardwalk Empire. And here's a little Christmas treat, the cookies and the milk for Santa in this video, because I hit on him right in front of Clea. So I didn't hit on Clea, but I hit on this man. And here's how that went. I'm gonna read some typical millennial female dating problems. Uh... And I want you guys to tell me straight up what to do. Are all about are you a me, single lady? Are you a single oh, lady? I am. Okay, <laughs> Vincent. So anyway, and so yeah, that was sexual. The second R I want to get into of the umbrella of the wokeness is race. So we have relationships, race, and the rich. Say it with me. Don't forget it, and that's how it's gonna go. <laughs> Do you get annoyed? Like say the influencer, I think that's what she is. The one who I listed off her things in the beginning. When these white mm -hmm. women try to like pioneer for black people and like lead the charge. 
Oh yeah, no, like black people were over it. I will say I respect her platform because I've seen the stuff that she's put out before. And I'm like, I liked some of it. And I'm like, I've seen it, especially during BLM. She put up posts that were about like how people with white privilege can like understand what's going on. And I was like, okay, good. You know, instruct your people. But like, don't, you know, you don't need to like overstep, which I feel like in general that happens a lot, especially in a time right now. And it just feels like, no, no, no. What you guys need to do is like, hang back. We want you to use your privilege and like help support the movement. Don't like stand in front of us. Like, no, I feel like they'll overstep and like assume what something means. Within the black community, we've been talking about this for years. The word woke, like black people kind of hate it in general. It's been co-opted. It's not ours anymore. It does not even have the same meaning anymore because you've got people that like the woke police who now apply every apply it to everything. And that's why you have shows like um, Dear White People, which literally is satire based around this. These people have ruined woke. They ruined woke. Like for me, woke entered my realm when I saw Get Out, Childish Gambino song, of course, right? Mm -hmm. All in there. And now I feel like you're right. It's come to like this point where every, the freckle, the dimple police, it's everything. And I can't imagine how annoying that is. Oh yeah, because I feel like people want to be involved so much. And there's also this like white saviorism, which also you see a lot in movies where it's like, there's sometimes it seems like this inherent nature to be like, well, I'm going to help so that I do too much or like, I'm going to assume too much because like, I'm here to help. But it's like, yeah, you, if you're here to help, you need to stand back and take instructions from the people who have been doing this. Right. So that's where you like, if you really think about it, that's where things got a little muddled with me too, because um, it was already being led by Toronto Burke. And then when Alyssa Milano tweeted out, like that was fun because she happened to tweet out me too. All of a sudden, when a white woman's like the front face of it, it's like getting covered and people are following it. So the white saviorism thing is something that's really like complicated and like kind of messes up a lot of these movements because now everything seems so like controversial when it's like, no, can we get back to the basic things like human rights for a lot of us? You know, we're too busy taking the time to talk about like height representation. The leading charge lady of this woke parade, if you will, who I'm talking about, this is something that drives me crazy. And this is what the bustle girl said too. Now these are both white women. They bash white people. And I'm like, you're white. Acknowledge that you're white. And that's why I feel like it comes into the white savior thing. Like the woke girl kept saying predominantly white cast, white leads. We don't need to see this anymore. And then the bustle girl, she kept writing creepy white families. And then I, like, I specifically Googled her name, wanted to see what she looked like. And I'm like, bitch, you're white. Well, she tried to allude to some sort of get out situation because it was not that. Like creepy white family is get out. It is not this quirky you know, privileged family. And see, that's where people are overstepping. It's like, to me, sometimes it feels like people are looking to find some sort of nugget like that because that means I'll get hits because it looks like something that could be controversial. And you know, what's really buzzy right now, you know, a nice buzzword right now is diversity. When I hear people like chime in on race and they're like white and that's not terrible, but when they're like overstepping and saying like, there should be a lot more of this and it's like, Black people don't even care. Like, sometimes I'm like, we don't even care. 
You know, That's like we're not even thinking about that. Like I'm, I'm watching these white people enjoying a nice Christmas. These lesbians having, you know, they're finally getting their Christmas movie. And they had the black dad and two, you know, um, half black, half white kids. I was like, I'm satisfied. This was funny. It was satisfied. cute. Also, why are we picking up her Christmas movie? These are the types of movies you take at face value for pure enjoyment. Do you even enjoy Christmas? Do you like cookies and milk? Like, what Bob is Humbug. your deal? Like, it gets, it, a lot of us who are from the marginalized groups, we didn't ask for we didn't ask for this. I'm happy for those two. <laughs> and I hope Aubrey Plaza's character finds someone too. Okay. No. I find so interesting is you're like, as a black woman, half the time, I don't give a shit about what these wokesters are complaining about. Like, I don't want to pick apart everything either. I just want to enjoy it. The very people that these woke police are seemingly, you know, fighting for, you're again, you're like, I didn't ask. Like, and it just seems disingenuous when it's like, oh, these annoying ass, creepy white families. And I'm like, girl, you're going home for Christmas to be with your white family, I'm pretty sure. So it's like, it just feels disingenuous. I would understand if we were watching another, like, the holiday, like 2020, and then it's like eight straight white couples. That that probably wouldn't stand today. And that would be something that would be more annoying, right? And even then I might still take it at face value because it's Christmas and like, I don't, it's, I'm not picking a part of Christmas with you. And I said this in one of my recent episodes, I feel like kind of what you said before, how it's like these trends, they come and go with the wind and they don't stand by anything. And it feels like superficial. That's why I'm going to be completely honest. Even when people were doing the black squares for black lives matter. I never posted one because I was like, you know what? My way is going to be to talk to my black friends, hear about their experiences and learn about it. Not post a black square. Like I saw people I know do, and then never talk about it again. It's just fake. Thank you. You bury the important issue. And that literally quite literally happened with the black square because people were posting black square and black lives matter. And guess what? All you did was black out the hashtag. And I feel like it's funny how that literally represents what happens physically in the real world. Because I feel like the more you become outraged with these things that like aren't as important right now, like height difference representation in a relationship. <laughs> I mean, how many movies have I watched where were they all the same height? It's just ridiculous. I actually wanted to ask you. So Allison Brie plays the sister. Her husband is black and they have twins who are black. You were like, that's satisfying to me. When you see that, be honest. Are you like, okay, this is a quota they have to fill so they don't get backlash from the woke police or does it feel genuine? Loki, yeah. But also I feel like yeah. I also have a small gripe, more or less. I have a small gripe, more or less, because usually when people equal, when they want to say diversity, what they do is throw in a black man and there's a ratio of black women. And that's been going on for years. But like, see how like, that's an important issue that like, maybe she should have pointed that out. They always add in a black man in any film for diversity. And that's why you probably can't even name any leading A-list black actress under the age of 30. What about Zendaya? Name some more. Try and name some more. Can You can't really name a dark skin Black actress. Because also when they do it, they're going to look for someone who's light-skinned. And I thought this watching the movie, because I already knew about the woke police's complaints, and I wondered, would their complaints be at bay if it was about a Black couple or if one of them was Black or, you know, but if it was still the same issue, like one is toxic and one isn't. I don't know. It's that thing where it's like, how do you please everybody? You don't and you can't. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. You did all this for a Christmas movie on Hulu. 
But are you going to do this when we're talking about major blockbuster films that are going to break the bank and there is no representation there? Like, that's where we want to see diversity. And I mean, not that's not to discredit smaller films at all. That's not what I mean. But I mean, at the bigger scale where everyone's going to watch it. Well, and that's why I asked too about just filling a quota, make the woke police happy. Because I feel like we can tell when you're filling a quota. To me, that's not what it's about. It's like the black square. That's why I loved like with Crazy Rich Asians, it was about them and their culture. It wasn't like the token Asian, the token black person. It was really like about them. Yeah. I also feel like Crazy Rich Asians is a whole different like story because you can't really reverse it, right? Like, why am I going to watch white people at Crazy Rich Asians? But I do get why people throw in the quota. Obviously, we know it's there. I guess it helps to some degree to give some visibility. So like, I'll take it, but I'm not going to be up in arms like, why aren't there more black people in this basic holiday film? It seems like it's pick your battles and the woke police are making everything a battle. And then it waters down the ones that are important. There it is. There it is right there. And that's what happens. It is Clea's story. And it's almost like you're upset because it's not your story. What she says is it is about compassion. It's about acceptance. That's what this is about. People just have their blinders on that. It's like, mm-hmm. you're not hearing the very thing that this movie maker wants you to take away from, by the way, a fucking Christmas movie, Shade. Let's say it again. As I kept watching, I was like, this movie's so like entertaining and I'm getting like a really good giggle. And I just kept thinking back <laughs> to some of these things that you listed. And I was like, do these people enjoy anything? What does it say about you that you have to find something wrong with literally everything? No. But I'm like, if those people want to stay mad, they can stay mad. Like, just don't, just don't embarrass real movements. I actually provoked the woke police because I was like, I don't normally get involved. It's exhausting. I'm not even on Twitter. Like Shade, you are a veteran because you're on there. Like, I don't even have the mental stamina. I went on this girl's post and I was like rocking back and forth, like in an insane asylum. And I was like, Taylor, don't write on it. Don't write it. And finally I broke. And I was like, I have to write on it. And I wrote on it and I said, why can't we just celebrate the fact that a movie about a lesbian couple was made in such a mainstream way among other things. And this person wrote me back, like all proud of themselves. And it was like the most narcissistic. They're like, well, I was doing a review. So I feel like I'm really glad I did a good job with like a heart. And it's like, oh my God, how far do you go? Okay. I want to bring out the third and last one the rich people were all bent out of shape because this was about a rich family but let me just say it can't we appreciate a good fucking rich story it's why we love the real housewives we like escaping to watch the one percent live you guys it's called a fucking fantasy it's like escapism that's what movies are they're escapism either you go there to relate or to watch something you don't have hello that's why we all watch marvel movies like i want superpowers this is where also i feel like black people get mad because we're like it's the same thing where it's like, okay, if we're going to have suddenly a movie about Black people, well, we're going to go to the assumption that they all live in like, you know, kind of like ghetto areas. So like, if we're going to make this realistic, we're going to put this movie in like a ghetto area. Like that's where that mentality could potentially lead because you want to be woke so much, but then we're going to be like, oh, so you assumed we all live in ghetto areas because that's a bias that you actually have that you need to be working on, but you're too busy over here trying to lead a woke charge. Well, these white people are privileged. Their daughter is privileged. And guess what? That plays into the story and the whole fact of why she can't even come out because her family's freaking uptight. And I like watching the way rich people live. Like, did you not enjoy crazy rich Asians? How are you going to accept when you're at Mm -hmm. the same time 
tearing everything, everyone's shit up, and then making so many labels and rules and names for everything. You need a fucking thesaurus. Like it, you have to call someone this. You have to go by this. Can't people just live their goddamn lives? You can't enjoy anything anymore. And also like people are going to make, make mistakes. People aren't going to understand everything. We really need to give people the room to learn. But if we're going to automatically like bring your torches and pitchforks, there's no room for that. I mean, poor Clea, Clea, play your movie, have a sequel. I will be there. I will be the PA. I will be the janitorial staff. Nothing could ever be enough. And by the way, it not only broke history as the first um, gay couple in a holiday rom-com, but it broke Hulu streaming uh, numbers. So that's oh, nice. to show you like it's breaking all these records, but not enough for the woke police. I just want to know what is your dream movie? Because it's like nothing will ever be enough. Taylor, let me just tell you this. There are people as part of the woke police that were up in arms, right? About Black Panther said there are things that are bad with it from within our community. So again, goes to show there's some people that like, can't be satisfied. And I was like, what is wrong with all of you? Like, can you enjoy anything? White or black people who had issues with it? Black people in the community that had major issues with it like a subset and that I feel like they're also part of like the extremes that are just like we're going to pick apart everything and I'm like this is like a movie for us but instead of seeing like this is a first huge blockbuster smash for like black representation in superhero movies you want to pick apart and drag at the little things like well the clothing this blah 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 this I'm like and that's where I get to the point where like people go to these extremes where I'm like you are I feel like you're undermining the huge achievement that was made here. And that's what's happening with this movie, with Happiest Season. And don't you feel like people, like filmmakers, are just going to be like, well, fuck it then, because we can't do anything right and just not even touch it? I know. We could we could end up going backwards. That very well could happen. Or And people might just make movies they want to see and be like, well, whatever, screw y'all. Sade, are you going to get canceled because you are a Black woman who did, in fact, call out the woke police? which we can both agree the word woke is like, they've ruined it. So there's that. Um, I mean, also, but like, do I really care if it's coming from them? The woke police can't even accept the fact that this is a mainstream movie. There are lesbians making out on screens all across America. And you know that maybe like a middle-aged, you know, straight couple, it might not be their cup of tea. I mean, you have to admit, they might be like, oh, it might take them a beat, right? Like the thing with Harry Styles and a dress, but it's like, you can't fault people for that and throw sticks at them. Acceptance takes time. Knock it off, egg knock it off. Let us enjoy the fucking Christmas movie in peace. Quit picking apart everything. It's old, we're done with it. Sade, thank you, my love, so much. Clea, um, feel free to send Chris and Stewart to either me or Sade um, or Vincent Piazza. I'm still open for that one. And um, <laughs> Merry Christmas to all. Woke police, go to bed. Enjoy your holidays. I will. See you later. Bye. Bye.